that actually brings up a point, though. Oh, we're back to here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we always come back to here somehow. Has anyone seen Alex? It's Wednesday, and you're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, and you're here with Brock, Byron, and Elliot. So what have you been doing today? Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. You're here with Brock, Byron, and Elliot. Special guest today. Um, so uh, coming up, we have our Reddit question. We're talking Uber. Cows wearing VR. Is the AFL being dodgy? Game sessions. Really going to ask the question of how much you're willing to spend on a game and much, much more. But coming up next, do you connect by the New South Wales? You're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Ray Primo, 107.9 FM. Read it. This is the most addictive website known to man. It will tear your life apart. And that's how we found this question. Welcome back. So, uh, our Reddit question of the week is. What small thing gets you rationally angry? I have a really good one for this one. Okay, Elliot. Um, but before we go in, our friend Elliot has dropped in. He was the uh, above us in radio and has this <laughs> wonderful deep voice, as you can hear. Let's get away with all sorts of mischief because that's all people hear. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah. What's your uh, all right? One Do I have with? the reins here? Yeah, the I'm reins. Just going to go for go it. Go for it. Um, now, this is something that I've complained about. At, Pretty profusely uh, a while back, though, so I feel like it's it's time to sort of re-enter. Um, I hate really small taps that are very low to like the edge of the sink or like to the bottom of the sink. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I, I'm I'm a large guy. I, I'm you know quite skinny, but I have very big. I'm, <laughs> You're a tall guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a I'm a yeah I'm a tall guy, but I have very big hands. So like I have to like stick my hands under there, and they're like hitting the back of the sink and the bottom of the sink, and I'm like oh, I just want to wash my hands. <laughs> But that makes me furious. I actually had the same thing happen to me this weekend, or last weekend. Mm. I was at a restaurant Small for lunch. Small sink striking in. Yeah, I was about to say, did you go into the future? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ha, 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 funny. But um, I went to the bathroom, and instead of having a normal sink, they basically had like this little weird tap thing where the water runs down. And But basically, oh, yeah, yeah. I had half my... I've got small hands. Mm. And basically, the gap between the sink and the bottom of the basin essentially was half my hands width yeah it's infuriating right? so, so i just had to put it flat just to try and wash my hands and it was you can't even scrunch them up without touching something mm. And, mm. i swear it's always in chinatown in perth the you know in the northbridge area honestly yeah. i was in mandra oh they got plenty of room there they should have all the room exactly in the world. they've got an entire like estuary okay but what is yours uh so when you're walking and you're walking behind people mm. and they dawdle and they <gasps> walk too slow do you know what? Uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was just in Garden City, and it's, I kind of feel bad when it's like an older couple or it's, it's you know it's someone who's a little older, and you're sort of just like you're walking behind them, and you're like you're taking up the whole damn lane. Hurry up! Yeah, because you, you you feel trapped behind yeah, them sometimes, and you're just trying to find that slot to overtake, mm. but then someone else will jump in before you, or you're just like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to sit behind them for another two hours. Right? H- how ruthless do you become? You start like <laughs> yeah. elbowing people out of the way. <laughs> like, I'm busy, man. Yeah. Uh, uh. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> not going to be around. It's not what I do. I'm not condoning violence. <laughs> okay, good. It's good, yeah. God I don't whack people out of the way <laughs> in shopping centres. Mine is more of a courtesy thing that I feel like people should do all the time. And it is just common knowledge, to me at least, that when you go to someone's house, mm. you don't block in all the cars. 
Oh, yes. yeah, it's in the driveway. Yeah. Because I've just, just had that happen to me. Mm. And, you know, hey, can you move your car? It's like, it's just annoying to ask it and then go through the whole process of it. Just mm. kind of drives me out the wall a little bit. Yeah, I've actually got this... Um this uh, this house that I used to live in with a couple of other people from university a couple of years ago. And uh, one of my housemates would have this friend come around all the time, right? And she would park... We already had three cars there and it was kind of a small property, but she would park uh, like across the driveway, like diagonally across Why? the driveway. Oh, that's and even... I'm like, we have so much curb space. Like, what? park on the curb. <laughs> what is wrong with you? But she she parks right in front of all the other cars, locking us all in. Like, Is this deliberate? Is it out of spite? Is she just like... Just hates everyone, or just wants one. to hang out with all of you. I don't know. Yeah, she's like, "We're well, trapped now. That's it." <laughs> okay, well, we're going to continue talking about this after our next song, which is Jesse Day, "Affection." You're listening to Humpty Vibes on Radio Fremantle, one hundred seven point nine FM. Action. Really like that song. That's a great find there, Brock. Okay, we're back on Humpty Vibes, and we're still talking about things that make you rashly angry. That are you know some tiny things that just trigger you. That's what's next, though. I just want to continue talking about the um, the driveway one real quick. Yeah. So it's infuriating, but at the same time, I think that one's just a unintentional one, you know, because everyone mm. at the time, they never really think about that, oh, someone's just going to have to leave in the next blah, blah, blah time, you know? And so people just do it uh, on uh, accident, basically. But once you kind of become self-aware that it happens... That's everything I think about every time I go to someone's house. I'll always park on the grass or like on the curb or something like that or, from now on. Or you ask the question, can I park here? Exactly. It's, it mm. takes two seconds to ask it and, you know, moving car isn't that hard. Yeah, but a lot of the time I don't feel like you even need to ask that. If you can see that it's, you know, a house with a lot of cars, don't park somewhere that's going to block people in. Like people come and go all the time. If you can, park in the verge, like park in the verge, park in the grass. Except, you know, some people have hydrants out there. I uh, mm, nearly yeah. got fined for that one. Mm. Oh, yeah, the, um, the fire hydrant. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just a H. And I've discovered a lot of people don't know about that. Well, see, I actually uh, didn't know about it when I when I was taking, like, my L's. Uh, oh, how many years ago was this now? Can't be that long. Yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> oh, 2012 uh, when I got my L's. Um, that was one of the questions on the, like, you know how you have to do, like, the test, like, at first to, like, Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, how far can you legally park from a fire hydrant? And I'll have you know, I still don't know the answer to that. I think it's seven meters, but... Uh, but did it annoy you? It's a little thing that annoys you, yes, right? Yes, it, it, it annoyed <laughs> me because that's not something that you physically learn about when you uh, are doing driving lessons. You get you get taught how to drive, but they don't teach you the little intricate stuff like that. Mm, they just yep. expect you to research and stuff like that, which, fair enough, you should be researching the road rules and stuff like that, but... It's a lot better to learn when it's done in a practical sense than just a written sense, in my opinion. But okay. it did annoy me. Okay, so getting back onto the actual topic, though, I have an absolute one that drives all of us up the wall when you go to shopping centres and they have, you know, they have the self-checkout, which I get it has its uses for, like, one, two items. But then, you know, you got all your shopping and then they don't have your aisles open. It's a small thing, but it irritates me so much makes me angry i don't understand why you know they expect us to do this you know do we get a discount on our food for checking out do i get paid for the 15 minutes i need to do it that actually reminds me of grocery shopping uh when you're following something someone behind who has a trolley and when they stop they don't move to the side they keep their trolley in the center of the aisle mm. oh that yeah. is a yeah 
I feel like we've rotated around the shopping bit a fair amount. Do you know what? I've got a shopping story from the other day. Um, I was just in there after work. I was pretty tired. I was just grabbing a few things, right, for the self-checkout because there's like two or three items. Um, and I was going down this this aisle, and there was this one lady with a full tro- trolley coming one way, and this other guy next to me, and he obviously wanted to like go around her, but I was I was sort of next to him, and I was like, okay, you know, surely he's gonna let me go through. And I start speeding up to like you know quickly get in before them and get out of the way, right? Because I'm I'm just walking on my own. I don't have a trolley, and he starts speeding up, and I'm like, <laughs> I look over at him, and he's just like. It's just, it's just like gripping the the you know the bars, trying to like down the aisle. Like, what are you doing? Like, you are we first, racing for this? Yeah. Like, if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the red light? Yeah. Oh, man, Three, I'm like two, one. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That just there are so many things that you know little things annoy me. Mm. People that don't give you the right change. That's a big one for me. Like you're a shopping center. Come on now. Like yeah. I mean, mm. yeah, okay, we don't use cash that much anymore. But you still have a tilt full of it. I don't get mm. it. How can you not have the right change? You know, uh, I just, yeah, so many things like this annoy me. <laughs> the little things. Even I, explaining it right now. It yeah. annoys you. I'm actually frustrated at this right now. Okay, we're going to go to our next song. Here's uh, Will Bloom, Inferno. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron, and Elliot. Hello, hello. And that was Warm Ride. Should I share? Oh, no. The band <laughs> band was Warm Ride, song name Shirley. You listen to Hump Day Vibes and Ray Freeman on 107.9 FM. It really stuffed me up there with Brock Byron. Surely you can't get the name wrong. No, oh, you, of course, you'd pun it back. <laughs> okay, so our next topic is talking about Uber in London. Ooh, a bit posh over there in the British area. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the uh, Uber has been stripped of its London license after authorities found out more than. 14,000 trips were taken with drivers who had faked their identity on the firm's app. That's a lot oh. of people. That's a lot of a lot of trips for, you know, for that to be happening. That's interesting, though, how that rideshare service is the one which is getting banned and not others, actually. Well, it was the first. That was the thing. I yeah, mean, but it, it happens on the, the other apps, the though. first to have this happen. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no. first the, to have this uncovered? Okay, because it was the first app. Mm, right? First, okay. Oh, right, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Because the first, really, our, mm. to my knowledge, at least, the first rideshare app, and it, mm. you know, took off around the world. Sure. This is kind of expected to happen. You know, people fake their identity to get work. I mean, mm. this is probably a common thing to happen across the world, but having just an app where you just submit something, there's no face-to-face. There's nothing like that. This seems quite easy to do. And I don't feel like this is the right move for the, you know, government to really go and do it should be more like hey here's a massive fine pay it Mm. i actually disagree with that i think it's a good move just for the fact that i think so yeah like in a weird way i do believe services similar like to what taxis have to run they need to be regulated in some form as long as the uh pricing is like can be affordable and whatnot Mm. but i don't think it's a bad thing them regulating and being like hey if you're going to do this do it properly you know what i mean yeah, now I, I actually agree with that. I think maybe a pausing of services until they sort of create some regulations that are gonna are going to address this, you know, because otherwise, it's it's a risk, it's dangerous. So, yeah, I wonder how many bad things happened during that time because mm. of these yeah. illegally registered people. It also makes me question, though, what is the actual you know outlook of this? Like, do these people just lose their jobs? Is that what's going to happen? Because there's going to be a lot of drivers there still. Mm. Will all the other apps take over? You know, or will you know, there be the resurgence? Migrate from Uber to other rideshare apps. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
a lot of the drivers are actually already doing that anyway. So yeah. if, they, if they lose their job with Uber, they've got another one probably to back them up anyway. Well, there, are, there are so many more options now, though. Just, I mean, you were saying before there was Didi. Uh, there are a few more that I've seen. I think uh, uh, Ola, Ola, yeah, Ola, Ola, yeah, Ola, the Indian one. And yeah, then I'm, there's I'm also sure um, in some uh, countries outside of Australia, there's like Grab example. So that's for when you like take like tuk-tuks and other like small like sort of vehicles and stuff like that mm. so i use that in cambodia for example in vietnam and whatnot oh so, you had reception in cambodia <laughs> yeah I mean, it's not a i mean it's third world but it's not like some barren like country but mm. yeah well i just wonder how bad will this be globally which we're going to talk about after we come back from this next song next song is by the moving stills and it's called stick around which you should do too you listen to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Freon, we're on 7.9 FM. Welcome back. So we are talking about Uber and now the global replications because of them losing their license in or to operate in London. Question is, will it ripple on to the rest of the Western world? Because really, they did operate illegally everywhere, except the Lord didn't really catch up with it. So will it happen here? Will it happen, you know, in the US? Will it happen wherever else it operates? There's potential for it to happen here, but it's going to be hard for it to happen here, though, just for the fact that with all these ride service and ride sharing apps, it's tough just for the fact that they're being run by essentially a faceless corporation, basically. They are faceless, though. That's that's one of the worst things about it. It's just, you know, an app there that exists there. It's just, uh, what's the other one uh, where you rent your house out? Uh, oh, Airbnb? Yes, yeah, about? yeah. Again, faceless. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And so for all these people who are using these services as like their job and whatnot, they've never met like the corporation before. They're just applying and it's all, you know, where you live, basically. Be and digital, so, fill out a form, exactly. send it in. And so it's kind of more like it might happen, but Uber and all these other companies probably don't actually care that much. They probably don't care now. Until they, until they until a ban occurs, they probably don't really care, to be honest. I I don't think they this care that much. This is an assumption on my part, though. I just remembered, though, uh, about you know when Uber was taking off, there was actually people on the side of the road advertising it You know, with a pull-in place. Hey, sign up here. Um, this is a long time ago when I was visiting the US, but I just see this as a, in the global perspective of it, like, okay, London's just one small market. They may, you know, be able to get back into there. They may be able to operate later on. Who knows what will happen there exactly. But I feel like just in the sense of competition, they'll be, about, be allowed to be back in it. That's at least my opinion of it. What do you think, Elliot? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard to really to make any sort of like definite, you know, claim about what's going to happen because... I mean, who's to say that this isn't happening with all the other rideshare apps? You know, it's like like you were saying. It's a. I mean, I've never signed up for Uber, Uber, but I'm assuming it's just an online form. It's just something you fill out. You can easy enough to fake your identity, and you know. The that, only thing they really care about is what car you have, basically. Yeah. Because it has to fit specific specifications. I think it was like ten years old or something like that, and then had to be clean. Mm. <laughs> clean, and then I think like four doors. I, I think like my brother like would that. fail that clean part. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Uni student life, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're all filthy. We're all gross. I think it is <laughs> happening, though, with other rideshare like, mm. uh, companies, but they just haven't been caught yet. So, mm. yeah. Well, you know, 
Because like I I know firsthand that I've you can see a photo of the people say delivering food for you and who's picking you up. Like I've had multiple times where it hasn't been that person, you know. But it's the it hasn't looked car. like it hasn't. That's, I've had that as well. It's kind of frustrating when this happens as well. I don't know you could get some sort of psycho, which is the name of the next band. That uh, does not work in any it? way. Oh, I thought I was going to try that. Anyways, our next song is called Peacemaker by a band called Psycho, but it's spelled S Y C C O. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. And that was Row 2 Pretend. Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Let's get straight into it. We are talking Pokemon. Game of Thrones. We could talk about that. You guys remember Gangnam Style, right? I loved Gangnam Style. You're listening to Nerd Talk. We have a uh, bit of a different Nerd Talk style this week. So... Do you guys ever use VR? Do you like VR? I don't like VR. I've used it a couple of times, but I, you know, if, if I'm going to play a game, I like to sort of sit down and give it a few hours if I can. Um, and I find that with VR, you know, I, I get very tired. Just not not just my eyes, but having to be like conscious of the fact that I can't see my surroundings. And that if I'm, if I'm in a game and I try to run, then I'm going to go splat. Yeah, I've never tried VR, but I think it's just a bit too engaging for me, in a way, where, like, you're putting on the headset, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I feel like that's not what I want with a video game. I feel like it's a bit too much effort and work. <laughs> well, funny enough, they've done it to some cows in... There's an article in, from Moscow that mm. has reported on cows wearing VR headsets because it's producing better milk. Yeah, no, that, that's interesting. So I was just reading the article and they were um, they were saying that they project... You know, scenes of um, like like um, summer fields, I guess. So like you know, bluer skies, richer colours. Um, you know, I guess a better better time of the year for the cows to be strolling around, having a good time. It sounds like a very fun environment from the be in, though. Yeah, but do you think it's do you think it would be doing any sort of damage to the animal, sort of having that that sort of simulated reality and and the screen in front of the eyes for? I mean, I obviously have no idea how long a period they kept that on for, but. It just seems kind of strange. And are they sort of kept within, like, confines? Or do you think they're still out in the fields wearing these headsets? I think they're uh, kept in confines during this mm. time, just for mm. the fact that it's a controlled environment, basically. Yeah. And so this is an experiment at this stage, Yeah, yeah. you never know when it might get damaged or something mm, like that with these headsets. Course. But, yeah, this seems more like an experiment on the animals. And kind of, I, I kind of get the feel that it's leaning more towards... What's next, you know? I feel it's kind mm. of inhumane in a sense. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be a good idea to sort of pursue this in the long term. I think that could do some some serious damage and for them to be confined rather than actually out, you know, yeah, out in the fields. And, yeah. I think it's giving a sort of false positive to things mm. in a way. Yeah. Whereas if it's setting it up so where it's in an environment and it gets better milk and if it stays in that environment, I think too much of that sort of environment can be a bad thing. I think oh, then I think it needs to have different time periods so like mm. realistically though if the milk is not as good uh during one season yeah that's probably really beneficial for the health of the animal in the long term for example because mm. then it's not just continually being milked dry well, how, how would it yeah exactly how would it cope with the the change in environments anyway if that's all that they're used to well okay from a perspective of knowing what happens with cows and mm. all that so yeah the uh from when i when i personally look at it I see it as a positive because, mm. yeah, okay, yeah, we're taking milk from them and they're not getting to the babies. But 
when it comes down to it, if they're in a more comfortable environment, they're happier, I don't see why that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, but do you think it's a good idea for that to be a constant? Why not? Why not they can always be happy? Yeah, but then there's no essentially... Oh, I mean, there's we can no get negative. into talks about like, you know, like freedoms yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But The perspective of always not having a negative mm. so they've always got a positive really just kind of creates the question of should we have augmented reality for ourselves to make our world better? Yeah, exactly. You know, I feel like I can get into Matrix talk here about like, you know, um, or what is it? Blissful ignorance. You know, when you're in an environment that makes you happy, you know. Red pill and blue pill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, why don't we do that? You know? And then we don't even have to take out well, the trash, well, which is the name of the next song. <laughs> <laughs> and, Freedoms, man. I want to get into Matrix talk here. Yeah. <laughs> and the band name is Nancy Shipper. You're listening to Humpty Vibes on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. We'll be back soon. Welcome back to Humpty Vibes on Radio Fremantle with Brock, Byron, and Elliot. I l- nearly went and said Alex then, who, if you are wondering where he feelings. is. Hey, I didn't, though. I didn't, though. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, but... If you're wondering where Alex is, he's over east right now doing some work experience for the ABC. So he'll be back with us later on, hopefully. I mean, I mean actually, I'd assume know, so. Yeah, I'd assume so, yeah, because he's come back to do honours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are talking about augmented reality, though. And where, you know, do we think it's going to go? Do we think it's good or bad? You know, starts off, Brock. Well, I know during the break there, I was talking to Elliot about something pretty interesting. And also the fact that... We both sort of agree that it brings like the sort of false positive opinions and feelings to things. And we both were saying that having negative opinions was just as important as having like oh, positive like feelings and opinions. Mm. Yeah, but that's that's so important because, and I mean, we were referencing films like The Matrix and, and WALL-E especially, um, you know, where, where they just eat and they float around in chairs and they, they watch TV or... Maybe that's not accurate. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. No, no, you're 100% right. I just remember them just being, you know, super obese, floating around in chairs. Um, But I think it just makes people very complacent. And if you're sort of, if you're bombarded by these positive, you know, like happy images and and stimulants all the time, you're not able to deal with with any sort of harsh situations, any, you know, any aspect of reality that that isn't positive. Oh, that's a really good perspective of it. Yeah. But... And deep For, here it, on. It, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we I nearly said the midday sesh. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. So, just let you know, midday sesh was his show, which was on Indeed. from eleven to one. That was eleven to one. Yeah. Oh, good not times. Not too long ago. That was yeah. a good block, really, on a Wednesday. Gone, but not eleven forgotten. to one midse- did, uh, midday sesh. Tickles with JJ and Alice from one to three, and then Hump Day vibes from three to five. Yeah, we mm. had control. That is six hours of solid radio right of, there. of solid Murdoch students as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, all of us Murdoch students. But yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, yes, I do think it's good as well. Mm. I do think though, in the cow situation, I do think it's great. But I think in our situation, I think that yeah, we probably do need the whole ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. I don't want the Black Mirror situation where uh, we get brainwashed into thinking our society is better. You know, say we have augmented reality where say the area that you live in. In real life, looks terrible, but mm. with your augmented reality, it looks amazing. Yep. I don't think we should live in those happy, blissful moments. No, but that, that's that's interesting because I'm now thinking of that game. Um, I think it was actually banned in Australia. I'm, I'm not sure what the situation is now, but we there happy was, people. Yeah, don't they take some sort of pill, or they're forced to take yes. a pill that sort of changes their reality? And in in the trailer for that, it switches between the reality of the protagonist who's who's abstaining from these pills. Right, he's not taking the pills. 
and then other people. And he's walking around the streets, um, you know, of this small uh, town in England, and he's watching children beat a dead rat. And then it switches to their perspective, and they think it's a pinata. So that, they're oh. seeing these amazingly happy images, you know, there's bright colors everywhere, rainbows in the sky, and he's walking around seeing this, um, like, dull, gritty reality. You know, all of the houses are falling apart. Kids are, like, eating the insides of this busted-up rat. It's, yeah, I think that sort of thing, you know, it, obviously it's an exaggeration of, like, that sort of dystopian landscape, but it, it is, it could be quite dangerous. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, okay. See, this is, you know, you're right on the point there with that, mm. so... Maybe maybe we should never have it. <laughs> maybe there's a place and time for everything. Hey, man, I'm just thinking of all these movies like The Matrix and just being like, oh, uh, we... are we in a simulation? <laughs> <laughs> Only one way to find out. Yeah. Oh, you know, we could talk about this for hours, though. We're going to our next song, though. It's called Gangs. Oh, sorry, the band is called Gangs. And the song name is 3350. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Free on 107.9 FM. We'll be back soon. So before that, we heard Strangest Places by approachable members of your local community. And I actually don't know what that song was. The song so, we just had then? <laughs> Brian that, is holding up the CD. That was uh, Empire of the Sun, Walking on a Dream. Oh, there we go. Right. I feel like, you know, I, I should know that song. It's embarrassing that I don't. Such a good song too. It's a great song. We Fantastic. always have it ready to go. So I'll get you to introduce this next topic. So there's been some talk of the AFL doing some dodgy things. And it's, has there really? Yes, yes, it has. Uh, so what's been going on is that every year or every few years, uh, the Aussies go over and play Gaelic football against the Irish. Yeah, known as international rules. Yes. And firstly, it's a great spectacle because we get all our best players from different teams and the Australian team gets announced and stuff like that and they go play. It's really great. But the Australians have been accused of poaching or kind of grooming and using this competition to lure players over from there to come play Australian football. Ah. And I get what they're saying, well, how this looks, but really when you think about it, doesn't every sport do this? Yeah, it does. Like, you think about soccer, you know, even NFL, all that. Basketball, they, especially. Yeah, basketball, yeah, everywhere they do it. So why is this suddenly even a big deal or even being reported on? I think, and I'm just going from speculation here and what I'm personally thinking off the top of my head right now, is Gaelic football a dying sport? No, it wouldn't be a dying sport, but as a sport goes, it's not that big. Yeah, so these players, they're going out playing Gaelic as their like code, and then they're swapping over to our code, essentially, with Australian rules. Yeah, where they can make money. Yeah, where they can make money, but it's essentially limiting the talent pool, basically, and so the talent pool won't be able to grow on their end. Mm, so I completely understand pool. what they're coming from. Yeah, I mean, I can see why they'd be getting upset or, you know, frustrated by this. But it, at the same time, I can see where you're coming from, um, Byron, about, you know, I feel like so many other sports do this. They do. The, uh, every sport does yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, I mean, my favorite example, though, is AFL players being lured over to the NFL mm, just to be kickers. Yeah. Just to kick one ball at one play, maybe five times in a game, and this is a three-hour game, mm. and then maybe run down the field and tackle them. But in the perspective-wise, that's nothing. We've got, you know, basketball players. You will, we have uh, people that play, you know, with, say, the ruling for the NFL is they've got to be a certain age, and they'll come over here for a season, 
and just one season, they get paid really well to come here and they get to play against really good competition and then they go back and get drafted in the NFL. Not NFL, the uh, NBA. I don't know why I said NFL again. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just, it just seems silly. I mean, yeah, okay, the pool of players doesn't get that big and the quality of players doesn't get that high. But at the same time, for them to be lured over here, it's not much to lure someone. All you got to do to stop someone being lured, all you got to do is pay them more. Can they pay them more? No, they can't. And yeah, okay, maybe they can't develop the sport, but this is where they need to stop and go, okay, we're going to start paying our players this amount of money, and then we can finally keep them here. You know, you go, okay, you can come here, sign this contract, and you can't do this now. They'll stop people from happening straight away, but we'll stop these things from happening. But really, they're not doing that. They don't have the funding for it. They can't do it. So this is the best option for the players. And I'm going to say from the perspective of any player, you're all about the individual when it comes to a paycheck. That's what happens in the very end of it. Yes, some people will be get paid enough and go, okay, I'm going to take a pay cut and then we can get more players into the team. But really, in the retrospect of it, I think it's a great thing that you know these people get to play in this opportunity to play our great sport. And not only that, though, people are very family-focused as well. So if they can go somewhere else and, and earn more money to be able to support their family, they're probably going to do it, you know? Mm. And they get to come to Australia. Exactly. And let's be honest, how many Irish come here? Oh, I know at least one. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening, Alex? Do you yeah. wish you could talk about this? If he is well, listening. too bad. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard to argue with the points there, so let's move on. This is Weightless. You're listening to the Midday Sesh on Radio Free <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> that was Weightless by 100. You're here with Brock Byron and Elliot, and this is Hump Day Vibes, not the Midday Sesh. sesh. God, that was so hard to get out. I was being chastised in the break for uh, for giving a little shout out to my old show. So uh, just a little correction for you there. So during the break, uh, Byron, we were talking about Elon Musk's new truck. Oh, yes, the Cyberpunk one. Firstly, mm. you guys know about Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, I swear this is like a little hint towards a truck that's going to be in it. And they just, this is a stunt for it, I swear. But it's not, apparently it's not. I'd love it if it was, though. That'd be great. <sighs> Okay, That'd well, be classic Elon Musk as yeah, well. Yeah, it really would be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just surprise. It's actually an advert for the game. Mm. Uh, so, firstly, have you ever heard a CEO say OMFG on stage before? <laughs> In relation to Elon Musk? Yes. Because that's exactly what happened at the thing. At the, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he this futuristic cyber truck had um, armored glass, which was supposed to be revolutionary and mm. you know amazing, uh, and it's transparent metal. But... It completely failed on the actual testing of it. And they're just like, oh, you're here. Throw this and try and break it. And it did. It failed completely. <laughs> and By I mean, design. No, yeah. no. I don't think it was supposed to do that. It's Elon Musk. It was absolutely by design because that's all people were talking about. You reckon? Yep. It, that got so much buzz that the fact that, like, even if people lie in their advertisements and they, like, say one thing and the opposite happens, that's all people talk about. And trust me... Everyone has been talking about this Cybertruck. It's the most trended thing on YouTube at the moment and stuff like that. And Well, okay, look, as marketing goes, if that's the marketing plan for it, happy days. It's genius, like, and every any publicity is good publicity in mm. this day and age. Is it, though? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be uh, go back to, say, the Britney Day with her shaving her head. For example, was that good publicity or bad publicity? Good. Why? Because it got the name out there. Everyone still talks about it, and people... 
remembering Britney Spears now. And, and, and so leave they're, Britney alone. And they're still, uh, <laughs> they're still listening to her music. She's still getting royalties. Like. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, sort of if, if you can sort of get some sort of brand awareness through any kind of publicity, you know, you're still, you're still pushing a product. Controversy creates cash unless exactly. it's a really bad controversy where, mm. like, we're not going to get into those ones, but yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you have the, um, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, I mean, this is more in relation to sort of like, especially with, you know, comedians lately um, and, and certain actors, um, uh, cancel culture. Yes. But I think, I mean, that also relates to certain products. You know, if someone's pushing a product and it has something attached to it that's that's undesirable or maybe is, you know, linked to... Um, uh, like animal rights or something, people will distance themselves from that because, you know, you, you don't don't want to be attached to something that's going to cause, you know, harm or, yeah. So. And I've already forgotten his name, but we mentioned it probably a month or maybe two months ago now mm. on this show uh, with Netflix where uh, there was a comedy special by... Um, uh, oh, I, I actually watched that very uh, recently. Hold on, hold on. Describe the person. I can't remember his name right now. How do you think I'm going to be able to describe him? You can, oh, you don't, don't even have a picture on the head? No, not at the moment, because I can't remember anything. But basically, it was dark humour, and mm. people were going crazy. There was cancel it, culture it's, it's about, about it. It's about cancel culture. And yeah. He was talking about um, Louis C.K. And, and, and being like, I can't quite remember what his standpoint was, but he was just sort of like, I really like him. He was a really good dude. And I feel like, you know... Um, Chappelle. Oh, Dave Chappelle. Dave there we go. Chappelle, yeah. And, yeah the yeah. reference to finding... Chappelle, I knew the person, but my reference was I'm Rick James B word. Yeah. That's why I had to look mm-hmm. that up. Mm-hmm. And the thing is though, that was one of the most successful comedy specials on Netflix, yeah. thanks to that. Oh. And so it doesn't it matter what people heaps say. Of controversy. There was all these all these arguments just all over the internet about, you know, where you should sit in terms of in terms of the special and yeah. Well, I guess I've been uh, definitely proven wrong about the uh Publicity situation. And it's the same Mm. with what Elon has done here with the um, Cybertruck. And basically, yeah, like, it, A, kind of looks ugly. That gets people talking. B, it's... (laughs) uh, It looks like something I 3D modeled the first time. It's a Mars rover. This ties into meme culture, though. Like, he is a meme lord for the purpose of pushing products, you know, because that's what people like. That's how humor is. You know, that's, that's how we, you know, create humor through, like... Through, I was going to say the interwebs. Yeah. Oh, and, I'm such an old man now. I'm actually a really like. I'm, I actually don't think it looks that bad to be honest. Like, mm. yeah, it seems kind of like blocky in a way. Yeah. But I'm just looking at things from say like a car enthusiast perspective. I'm not really a car enthusiast, mm. but mm. basically, can you imagine the wraps people are going to do with this car? Ooh. Just because they can perfect folds everywhere. Yeah, exactly, and like they'll be able to put whatever they want, and I'm mm. sure Elon would love it. I'm just going to say manufacturing-wise, this is going to be so easy. It's yeah. just a few bends. Not having to have these curves where you have to mould it constantly. Mm. Yeah. And repairs will be so easy. Then again... Well, I'm just thinking about all the like all the sorts of hectic wraps you could have on there. Like, exactly. <laughs> what would you put on that car? And what we're doing mm. right now is we're talking about the positives. We've exactly. just ignored the negatives. Mm. Elon is a genius. Oh, he wins. Oh, no. There you go. That is sales for you. <laughs> well, let's jump back into some more music. This is Tax Checklist by... You know what? That's an advertisement. Let's play that, that advertisement. That's an advertisement. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Radio Fremantle. Try Choose your character. Choose your weapon. Round one. Fight! 
This is Gamesish. Okay, so we're going to jump into a bit of game talk here on Hump Day Vibes. Now, I've got an article here about this guy um, who apparently spent $2 million on a game character. And then his friend sold that for $813. And that, that's a US figure? The US figure is 1.4 mil. And uh, okay. it was just like $500 or yeah, yeah, yeah. $550. That's still like a substantial amount. Oh, that's a stupid amount of money. Right? Like, on, a, on a game character. Yeah, I would like to know, firstly... How much money does this person have to have that much money? <laughs> exactly. Like, a like, lot. Like, was this, you know, over a lifetime? Was this a 60-year-old person? Mm -hmm. article doesn't say, unfortunately. Well, I mean, you were just giving the example um, during the break about about sinking huge amounts of hours into a game. And some people do with, with games like World of Warcraft, you know, these massive online games that people put thousands of hours into. Yeah, well, thousands of hours is an understatement for some people and wow, I'm mm. going to say that straight out. Well, I mean, that, that game's existed for so long. You can play it over like half a lifetime, you know? I mean, Was it 10 years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, some but, people have been playing it since day one and are still playing. <laughs> I can say I've logged on like irregularly. Mm. So I have a fair amount of hours in there too. But what's funny about this one, right, mm. is that he's suing his friend because he lent it to his friend and his friend tried to sell it back to him or extremely large figure as well. Why? Hang on. So he he lent the character to his friend yeah. that he spent over a million US on, and his friend ransomed that character. That's what it kind of reads like <laughs> to me, at least. So the owner who spent all that money is actually kind of victim. Yes. Yeah, because what was supposed to happen is he was supposed to sell it back. Whether it's a ransom or not is not a story, but. The whole situation was it was sold for such a low amount and someone snapped it up for such a low amount that... Yeah, of course. And yeah, okay, the transaction got rebuttaled and the judge brought it all back and mm. made it all right. But like, and you know, the lawsuit went through and it kind of showed digital rights protection of what you own and don't own, mm. which is kind of nice because, you know, in the terms of, say, Blizzard, everything is owned by them. Yeah. So you can't sell it. But it was kind of nice seeing that the, you know, guy got his character back. But I mean... Seems like a bit of a dodgy friend to be selling it back. Yeah, that's pretty nuts to take it or to be lent it and then try and send it back to the friend that lent it to you. Or at the same time, was this like, okay, I'm selling it back to you for the same price that, you know, you kind of lent it for me. And the reason we have this, you know, big figure on there is to have a cost to essentially get back to each other without losing it by another character. And maybe they're manipulating the system. I mean, if the mm. person spent $1.4 million on it, the person can definitely afford to have, you know, $10,000 to send it back and forward. I think it's important to note, actually, by the way, that the game which we're talking about is called Justice Online. Yeah. And so it's actually a Chinese MMO, which right. I don't believe has actually been released in the West yet. It's only available in China. Mm, okay. And so that does kind of make sense as to why so much money has been spent on this game, just for the fact that they have a huge uh, like market share with like spending money on microtransactions in both mobile games and free-to-play games on computer mm. as well. But when it comes down to it, though, what do you think of micro yeah, microtransactions? Well, that's a hard thing to say. <laughs> Look, I mean, there's positives and negatives, and it just depends on what sort of microtransaction it mm. is. We mm. can go on and on about, say, loot box microtransactions, but that's a completely different topic. Yeah, well, I actually have a pretty hard standpoint on microtransactions. And you just got me thinking about, I think there was a case in America a little while ago. I'm a little fuzzy on the details, but... Um, 
there was a, I think the kid was maybe 13, 14, um, and he'd spent, he'd gotten hold of his um, parents' credit card and spent insane amounts of money in Fortnite, the, you know, like the free... Um, free the scumbag uh, game? Oh, what's it called? Um, Battle, Battle Royale. Royale. Battle yeah. Royale, yeah, the free Battle Royale game. And uh, they were suing, they were suing the company, suing... Um, Epic Games? Epic Games, yeah, for, for you know, uh, it was gambling, apparently, like that's what it was, you know. I would never say that game's gambling. No, no, but that's that's what it was sort of filed under. Um, but I just think it's interesting because, like I was saying before um, during the talk break, that um, during the song break, sorry, that if you have these single-player games, right, big AAA titles, very like you know massive company games um, that you spend like eighty to a hundred dollars on. And they have microtransactions in that. That sort of feels like a bit of a slap in the face. And then the battle passes and the yeah, all the exactly. other stuff. And then it's like, oh, fork out another forty dollars here and another fifty there. And yeah, you're exactly right. Mm. Either way, though, we'll talk more about it in a bit after our next song, though, because this is a pretty heavy topic. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk oh, microtransactions. Yeah, we can talk about this for days. So, what's coming up next? Well, next we have a Moon Saloon with their song "Headache." You're on Radio Fremantle one hundred and seven point nine. This is Hump Day Vibes with Brock, Brian, and Elliot. Oh. <laughs> oh, Byron. Oh, no. <laughs> that was Moon Saloon with Headache. You are here on Radio Fremantle 107.9, listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brock Byron and Elliot. I keep messing up your name. I don't know what it is about that name. Like, Just think Byron Bay. Well, I have a, I have another. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, my brain does a backflip every time I try and pronounce that. Um... So we were talking about microtransactions, and I wanted to jump back into that with you guys and ask you if you've ever spent money on microtransactions oh, and how yeah. much you've spent. What's the biggest figure? Okay, so I'll go through this. Uh, we got Dota 2 was you'd mm. get the um, passes that Dota, would happen. Yeah, yeah that yeah. would happen for the international. Mm-hmm. And uh, buy a few skins, maybe, I think maybe $25 for that. Mm. Total. And mm. I put a lot of hours into that. And then, of course... PUBG, but I wouldn't say so much of me spending my own money because okay. you get the free loot crates mm. and then you get some nice item, then you sell it mm. on the store. And then I'd have Steam credits through spend there. So I never really spent anything, so to speak, of on my mm-hmm. own money. It was just time. And then, I mean, technically I'm spending money because it's Steam dollars, actual sure. dollars yeah, that yeah. can be exchanged. But this is money that you've made through selling cosmetics that you've you've earned in yeah. the game, so right? I, so, I mean, yeah, when I firstly unlocked my first one, yeah, mm, I paid for mm. it, but the rest... Didn't do it at all. Yeah, interesting. So really, like, and that was a paid game. So mm. I've done it in paid and non-paid games. Do you know what I've done in PUBG that that really annoyed me? Because this, this isn't advertised. Um, when they started releasing those those crates, so so crates are like cosmetic items that that um, you can buy. They're loot boxes. Yeah, yeah, that, that loot that loot boxes that you can buy when you earn a certain amount of like a um, certain amount of in-game credit that you get through doing certain things in a match. Um, but they released these new boxes, and I, I bought one of them with in-game credits. And then later realized that I had to buy a key with real-world money from the Steam store to open it. I was like, what? Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, but that's not advertised at the beginning, which really frustrates me. So that's the thing about, you know, like in-game pay that that really gets me. It feels a little slimy sometimes. That's what I was going to say as well with the keys, just mm. because technically it's not gambling, but it is in a way, because mm. you're not actually mm. spending money to gamble you're just spending no. money to open it up yeah exactly but every box is a gamble right because you don't know what you're getting it's it's random exactly. drops mm. so in in that sense you're buying a key to unlock something that is essentially you're, you're gambling on mm. and, which is a joke yeah it's a mm. joke um, absolutely i was gonna say uh for stuff which i've spent money on though 
and I'm disappointed that I spent money on it in the end, but um, there was a, not a Hearthstone clone, but basically it was a Jagex card game, essentially, which, uh, f- or Chron- it was called Chronicle. Mm. And basically it differed from uh, all the It's called other- Chronic? Huh? <laughs> Bad joke. Keep going. <laughs> I didn't even hear the joke, but uh, no headphones, of course. But uh, <laughs> Oh, that's why. Yeah. But um, it was different. It was differed from like other like card game clones. And essentially what I did was I spent, think I spent maybe on this free to play game. I think I maybe spent a hundred bucks in total on it. Just opening up card packs. Wow. But wow. The game is now like not no longer a thing. That's the uh, worst, though. Yeah, but it sucks. But, like, I I don't really regret spending the money, Mm. in a sense, just because I had fun playing the game. Yeah. But, yeah, it kind of sucked, though, because I roughly spent $100 on this game over time. Of course, and that's still quite a bit of money. But uh, just just a question about the cards. Are Are they cards that sort of, like, are they just cosmetic stuff, or do they make, do they give you sort of, like, stronger characters, or...? So, basically, it was, uh, you make a stronger deck over Mm, time mm. by... Uh, collecting cards right. and stuff like that. And yeah. so basically you you earned free cards daily or weekly okay. or whatever it is. Okay. But if you want to choose so you can mm. spend money to buy cards itself. Well, that's another aspect um, of microtransactions that we can get into because there's this whole frustration amongst gamers. Um, the pay-to-win society. The pay-to-win society, exactly. So like it differs, you know, between cosmetics where you can buy to have like a new skin for your character so they can be colorful or whatever. And then there's, you know, buying weapons that are stronger than what's offered in-game. And that's a problem because people get really frustrated that someone has paid to jump ahead in the progression and uh, essentially are, are beating them, and that doesn't feel very fair. Well, yeah. there's, there's some games I can la- name straight away right now. Mm. World of Warships is terrible for that. You can buy an actual ship for that, though. That is all wargaming games, though. Same yeah. with World of Tanks. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, is, it is a thing, and it's well, the way they do it. It's a problem in mobile gaming as well, isn't it? Oh, um, especially mobile games. Yeah, unlock a level. Watch this mm. ad, unlock a level. Mm, exactly, yeah. Like your top games from Supercell, for example, were the perfect example. So that's mm. uh, Clash of Clans and Clash Royale, stuff like yeah. that. That all works on that pay-to-win model. Well, microtransactions. Hey, I feel like we could talk about this forever, but we shouldn't. So this next song is Surrender by Rainier on Radio Fremantle 107.9. That was Pandemic with Sweater. And before that, we had Machine Age with their song Dust. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 with Brock, Byron and Elliot. Woohoo! Woohoo! Your um, name is correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry. Sure, I bloody sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we are woohoo for the show, but uh, boohoo for the end of the show because we are only Aww. 10 minutes away. Well, before we go, though, there's some important things we must plug. Yes. So uh, <laughs> Check us on Facebook, firstly. Check us out on Spotify. Our webpage at humptyvibes.com. You can also request songs on that. And if you've requested a song for this week, I'm so sorry. I didn't actually charge my laptop, so I couldn't check it. <laughs> oh, rookie. <laughs> yeah, rookie mistake. But uh, we'll check it for next week if you've requested that. But that's, of course, humptyvibes.com. Com. We're on Podbean. Yes, we're on Podbean. So, like I said, and like Byron said, you can listen to all the shows. Uh, check us out on Facebook as well and Instagram. We're at Hump Day Vibes. Just search that up. Don't do some random tagging like some random people have done in Europe and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Because Hump Day Vibes is a pretty general term. So people tag like Hump Day Vibes as a thing. And so we just get random photos of people with like their dogs and, like, <laughs> and all that stuff like that just uh, being part of. Hump Day Vibes on their Wednesday or whatever it is. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it does works out okay for us. Yeah, and uh, the only other plug which we also need to plug itself is Elliot. What about yourself? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm trying to think of all my plugs now. I'm not prepared to plug stuff. Um, I'm not actually running my own show at the moment. But if uh, I will plug my Facebook page for voice work, that is Elliot Lander Voice Work, and uh, of course my Spotify, which is under the same name. Um, and I also just want to mention if anybody wants to have a whinge about microtransactions or talk about cows and VR or anything else we've discussed in the show today, um, feel free to to chuck a comment on the Facebook page or any of the socials. Yeah, well, well said. Look at that. He's learning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this has been Hump Day Vibes with Brock Byron and Elliot. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be on the show today, guys. Thank Thanks you very much. You're welcome to come back at any point. Uh, oh, I, I will. I'm going to sneak in constantly and, and <laughs> hassle you guys every show. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, but um, I will be back at some point, I'm sure. Now, to take us out to the end of the hour, this is Low 99 with their song Stay High. Boy. Boy.